Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Welcome to Go Deep. I'm your host, Tariq. Joined here with my producer, Frenchie. Uh, I got my COVID vaccine the other day. Arm a little sore, but uh, still got 10 fingers, 10 toes. You can ask me again in 15 years. <laughs> Once we see those commercials, if you've taken the COVID vaccine, call this number. You may have a lawsuit. Uh, but feeling good about it. Um, I don't know if you've gotten your vaccine yet. French yet? I got the first shot on Tuesday. All right. So you're not uh, anti-vaxxer, as they call it? Oh, God, no. And I would. I never considered myself an anti-vaxxer. I've never had the flu shot. I had haven't had the flu shot since I was 16 years old. And that's more because I am terrified of needles uh, than trying not to vax. I mean, uh, but I never considered it until, yeah. And the, again, that's why I don't have tattoos, the commitment thing and the, the needle thing. Uh, but I never considered it. But I also have had cancer in my life. And uh, I lost an uncle to COVID a month ago or two months ago, two months ago. So I don't want to be the idiot who walks out here and uh, either can't live my life or try to live my life. And then it takes me out. So uh, I want to take that risk and I uh, feel pretty good about it. I actually went out and drank last night. My first time drunk, uh, I think in about three months. And uh, let's just say I'm a cheap date. I, I don't hang like I used to. I used to drink almost probably six days a week because, you know, you know, we work with the ops and uh, working for five radio stations. You're always at an event. You're always at a concert. You're always partying. A lot of girls around. You're the man. You know, you, we had a radio show. Uh, but quarantine, COVID changed the, the lifestyle. I was home all summer. Didn't drink from March till 4th of July. Uh, and, and now it's just not a priority until it's St. Patty's Day and it's gloomy and you're like, ah, eh, got a full bar at work. Let's uh, <laughs> let's see what this can do. Make some concoction, concoctions. And uh, next thing I know, I was popping up around 7.55 this morning. Like, oh, shoot, we got a show this morning. We should probably uh, right, get, the some road. Pre- get some prep going. Uh, but we got a fun show for you today. Um, we have the one of the owners of Ironside Axe, Lisa Gartner, joining us. Uh, did you know there was a World Axe Throwing U.S. Open, Frenchie? I did not know that, but I do know Ironside well. I adore that place. And so there's two places in town, Ironside and Lumber Axe. Uh, you choose Ironside. Is that your So Lumber Axe is more of a place that you're going to go. It's a bar that also has axe throwing. Okay. Yeah, that's. I agree. And I, they used to be a client of mine, and I, I go there for the drinks, not for the axe yeah. throwing. It's, it's fun like, to watch. Yeah, the axe throwing is still fun to do there, yeah. but Ironside is, Ironside is about the axe throwing. Bring your own food, bring your own booze, and just go and have fun. It's twenty bucks for an hour, and you you can do. You'd be surprised how long an hour lasts when you're chucking an axe at a piece of wood. Oh, especially BYOB, a lot cheaper than uh, those seven dollars drinks elsewhere. Yeah, uh, almost like the strip club. Bring your own drinks. Uh, but apparently, World Axe Throwing US, the World Axe Throwing US Open is going down in April uh, 9th through eleventh in Atlanta, and there's a couple locals who go to Ironside Axe. Who are going to be in the uh, U.S. Open there? That's cool. Uh, I had no clue that there was a U.S. Open for axes and knife throwing as well. Uh, so we'll check out with Lisa, see what uh, she can fill us in on, and let us know about Ironside. Um, maybe we can figure out if we can do a do, uh, me holding axe or knife, you standing just below target with apple on your head. No, I I, I wouldn't I, trust you if I could see. I wouldn't trust <laughs> a mannequin with you throwing an axe or a knife. I can tell you the one time I was at Lumber Axe, it didn't go well, but I also blame the alcohol for that. That was back in my drinking days, so. Uh, but you gotta have faith in me, man. We're, we're about trust here. We're, you know, a small studio. We're getting to know each other. Let me throw an axe at your head. I trust to be around you during COVID. I don't trust you to throw an axe at my head. Yep, and I got my Johnson Johnson, so I'm better off than you are right now. Uh, also, return of Tavian Banks in about, I think, 15 or 20 minutes. 
uh, with his bank on it statement. Uh, we weren't able to catch him the last two weeks. He's, he's a busy man. You know, he's a dad. He's, he's running a business. Uh, he's a husband. Uh, and he's got life happen. And they had a few uh, fires he had to put out at work. Uh, but we're happy he can join us again. I uh, got a few questions for him. And we'll bring that bank on it statement. See who he has for the tournament. You know, we got to talk bracketology. Our own bit of it. Uh, we will open at the end of the second hour around 1045, 1050, 515-244-1350, 515-244-1350. Uh, Dante Powell will join us in the second hour with the big O statement, and we'll talk a little bracket, see, uh, work through the first round of games with him. Uh, and Frenchie's D3. Frenchie, you want to hit the D3 in the first hour or second hour? I'm fine with when, whenever we can. I'm pretty fluid with that. Okay. So uh, we might look at that here in the first hour. Uh, but first, headlines. We got to talk Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know if this is going to affect... Actually, I do know if this is going to affect his trade value. You know, there was... Uh, basically, the Bears, even trying to get Russell Wilson, were willing to offer three to four first-round picks and a player of their choice, almost. I mean, they're willing to give up anyone on their roster. Uh, so for D Deshaun Jackson, or Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, uh, you would assume they would have did the same plus more, or two players of your choice. Now... Maybe not so much. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is facing two civil suits filed by a, a masseuse who says she was harassed by him. Uh, now, there's no police reports that were filed. Uh, this claim that happened a while ago. It's odd because the lawyer got on Twitter and Instagram and posted that he filed a suit against Deshaun for this matter. Uh, when when the records were checked, he didn't actually file the suit yet. He filed it the following morning. Uh, Deshaun made a public statement saying he has never disrespected a woman in his life uh, and he never planned on it. And this is a money grab uh, he knew because he was spent a while back for this and he quickly declined. And then this came out. Uh, so he's firm on his word of I'm not about the money. I'm here to clear, clear my name. And this didn't happen. The masseuse and her lawyer seem like uh, they might be on the other other end of it. And, and it's tough, you know, obviously, as a sports fan and knowing Deshaun from our angle as media and sports fans, it feels like we should trust Deshaun. But we also got a promo running with Dante saying we just got to believe women. Uh, but it's tough because that he said, she she said, and if it comes out that Deshaun's lying to us, now obviously our trust isn't there. His trait value isn't there anymore. Uh, but it, if it turns out that she's lying to us, then it's hard for us to follow that statement of Dante saying we just got to trust our women because I think we have to trust her right off the bat and then let the evidence, you know, prove itself. But it's also innocent until proven guilty on yeah. the other end. It's always such a tough thing when there's accusations like this, especially when it's against someone like Deshaun Watson who has done nothing He's wrong. Got a pretty clean public record, yeah. as far as we know. And does know? so much charity work, does so much stuff for the community. Like, the, there's a difference between something like that coming out against him and something like that coming up, coming out against Antonio Brown. And the lawsuit says that this is uh, part of a, a long list of things that Deshaun does to prey on vulnerable women i believe it quotes uh so it's it it seems like there's something there but man you can't first of all the lawyer going on public and and announcing on twitter and instagram or wherever he put it on social media that look to start off with you know you hush sit back and win the case uh we don't need to let the public know in that sense put out a statement a different way or after it's actually filed don't don't get on here because it's public files we can see this and i think the big thing is that he's trying to drop controversy because there's been so much stuff like that over the last couple of women not being believed that's true that he's trying to cause public outrage and get the public on his side without us knowing anything that's why i it's always tough for me because i want to believe when someone tells me something like that but 
I don't know. I, I still stand by you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, you got to stand by it. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see it go uh, play out. Uh, but it's also going to be interesting. I mean, I think April 29th is the first day of the draft. Uh, again, a month ago, Deshaun told the Houston Texans that he will never play for them again. That trade value was high. Now, teams are probably calling like, eh, I give you a second rounder and uh, Tariq Cohen and uh, call it a day. Give me Deshaun. Because uh, that, that value is going to drop because now a team's saying, hey, we'll take him now. But we don't know how this is going to play out. So we don't want to invest too much. We'll, we'll pay him on the back end. We'll give you a, a compensation. A compensation depending on how he performs or how this case goes uh but you're no longer looking at three four first round picks and and i think you are this week because now you want to get that high value before this case plays out because you don't know how it's going to play out yeah and if it's multiple cases uh it it might not look good even if he turns out to, that they're all lying it's just not a good look that's going to lead the year you know so uh, you know, I feel like we had to touch on that because now it's it's gonna it's gonna change how you know the the Texans were pretty firm on not accepting offers at all for him and okay with him sitting out. Not okay with it, but knowing that even if he sits out, they're not gonna let him go this route because it's gonna set a, a precedent that no team wants to see. A player, you know, it happens in the NBA where they can kind of force their hand, uh, but in the NFL, they've been pretty tight on not giving that opportunity. But Deshaun feels disrespected on the. Off the football court and on the football court, you know, on the, I mean, on the football field, uh, because you know he's out there getting hit often. They're not doing anything to better his team, and then off the field, they told him that he's going to have help with this process of building the team and the coach and the GM, and they lied to his face, and then they didn't even give an interview to his selections. Uh, so you got to—it's an interesting thing, and you just got to feel bad for the city of Houston, man. They—they've lost a lot, a lot of pieces in the last couple of years. I mean, just in the last year, they lost James Harden, J.J. Watt, and George Springer. Yep. And uh, Tucker just left as well. I believe he just joined the Bucks. So the Bucks are trying to level up with the Sixers now on the East Coast. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll keep you updated on how this plays out. Uh, obviously, you, you choose who you choose. You pick one side or you pick the other. It's a he said, she said scenario. Uh, but it, it's tough. And for Deshaun, if, he, if she's lying, man, that's rough. That's just going to pull... You know, it's something that we're always going to bring up, uh, you know, with with Kobe, you know, the Kobe and Shaq and uh, the lady who said that Kobe didn't took it back. Shaq was mad because Kobe said he was there and Shaq's relationship got into an issue because of it. Uh, but it's something that we always put with Kobe's name and, and really a reason why a lot of people didn't like Kobe until unfortunately after he passed away. And then they kind of let that go and moved on. But there's some people that still didn't let it go. Yeah, it, it sticks with you. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Vanessa Bryant revealed the names of the officers on Instagram yesterday. Of uh, she was very upset of them posting pictures of the accident, making it public before you know the family knew about it, all that because it was Kobe Bryant. She posted their names on Instagram, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but young kids are vicious, man. They're gonna go after your family. It, it could get ugly. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. I believe we have Tavian coming up here after. Uh, uh, we're also going to talk a little LeBron. He uh, probably the most famous Yankees fan just got a piece of the Red Sox. Hey, if he runs them into the ground, I'll be perfectly happy. With I think that. he might be happy. So we'll talk about that. And we're going to get into technology. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek, 1350 ESPN. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Welcome back to the program. As I mentioned, Tavian Banks will be joining us, former NFL scat back in Iowa Hawkeye. Great. Uh, he'll be joining us here at the, uh, I believe, at 928. 
Uh, so we'll check in with his last couple weeks. So we'll check in on his statement. Uh, we do have the Hawkeyes playing, uh, you know, a little bracketology start today for the Hawkeyes. I believe they play Grand Canyon. Fun story about Grand Canyon. Uh, they have a uh, walk-on named Rafe Gertis okay. on their team. His grandparents are actually from the Cedar Falls area, and they may be the only p- people in the entire state of Iowa rooting for Grand Canyon. And oh. But uh, I went to college with his cousin. And Is that... Where, where are this first round of games? They're not in Indianapolis. They're, they're all in the entire tournament's in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. I thought there were two other places for those first two rounds. Some of them might be taking place at like Purdue and a couple local schools, but okay. almost yeah, almost all of them are going to be in the Indianapolis area. Though. We do have the uh, first four playing tonight. I believe it starts around 4 p.m. Uh, Drake University, my Drake Bulldogs, and Coach DeVries will be playing at 5.27 p.m. Make sure you tune in. We'll have it here on 1350 ESPN Live. Uh, pretty excited for that. They're playing Wichita State, which I think might be Prom's next job. Uh, and we'll get into that here in a second. But you, you feeling Drake right now? Uh, it's tough not to feel that even with losing to Loyola, they are able to get in as the uh, at-large coming from Missouri Valley Conference. Great season for them. They have to do a play-in game, but you know what? We'll take what we can get here in Des Moines. But, I mean, if they win this play- play-in game, they have USC, who's 22-7, and seven, a decent team but a beatable team. And then they'll play the winner of Kansas versus Eastern Washington. So, and, and I don't have the Kansas. Normally, I'm going to this giving Kansas at least three wins in the bracket, in my brackets, uh, no matter who they're playing, because Kansas just does that in the tournament. Uh, but this year, I, I love their defense, but I don't trust Kansas. And it's kind of fun because if it came down to it, it could be a potential Elite Eight matchup between, or uh, I think Sweet 16 matchup between Iowa and Drake, if Drake were to pull a couple upsets. Yep, that would be great to see. I don't think it'll happen. I don't know if I have that much faith in the Hawkeyes, but maybe that's just me being a Cyclone fan and a hater. Uh, we'll ask Davian Banks what his faith level is in the Hawkeyes, making it past the first couple rounds. Um, you know, they'll have to play the winner of Oregon VCU after, if they get past Grand Canyon. Uh, and that's a two seed versus a 15 seed Hawkeye fan. So you don't want to lose that. You're that's that's not a good look at all. It is really cool for Grand Canyon to be where they're at, though. They just went D1 a couple years ago. It's their first ever trip to the D1 NCAA tournament. And like I said, that stuff for Rafe Gertis, that's a really cool like double thing to play against. Arguably not, you know, he's probably from, his childhood team. Yeah. Well, he's actually not from Iowa. His family, he's his got family. family in Iowa. Okay, okay. But, you know, to have the family connections to the state and stuff like that, it's going to be really cool. Yep. And we got Michigan State in the play-in game against UCLA, who, you know, Michigan State, I, I had this faith in them, put a lot of money on them to make this run in a Big Ten tournament, and they let me down quickly like just made it look like i had no common sense when it comes to sports ball uh and i still have faith in them for some reason i still feel like this uh this playing game against ucla uh is theirs to win or theirs to lose and then they can make a run but that's just the faith i have in izzo and i I might look stupid i'm waiting until tonight to to fill out my brackets i'm waiting for these playing games uh if you want to play along with me frenchie um uh wicket from wicket's world they're all going to be online, ESPNDesMoines.com. Hop on, get the bracket madness going, and uh, fill out your bracket by tonight. We'll have some fun. I'm probably going to win the whole thing, but, you know, it's just bragging rights. No money in it for you. Actually, there is a grand prize. Is there a grand prize on there, Frenchie? We'll have to double-check that. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head. We'll double-check. We'll get some details on that. We should be more prepared there. Frenchie, I blame him. Uh, but ESPNDesMoines.com. Uh, hop on that bracket madness, and we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, but we'll talk a little bracketology with uh, Dante Powell, comedian. He's coming up in the second hour with his big old statement. Uh, we got to talk about LeBron. LeBron, uh, you know, as I mentioned, probably the, one of the most famous Yankee fans, which made no sense because he was from Cleveland or from uh, Ohio. Uh, he, he's a fan. He uh, was also a huge Cowboys fan, but he's yeah. also a big Browns fan. 
but he's also been seen at other games cheering on other teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's lived a lot of places too, Miami. Uh, and I get it when you're a, you're a Browns fan, but your team doesn't win back when he was a kid. So he had to go with the, the winning team, which were the Cowboys at the time, who I hate. Uh, shout out to Seneca Wallace, who joined us last week in his uh, new wing stop opening next week in Ankeny, in my neck of the woods. Uh, so it appears that he was hopping on those bandwagons back then. And the Yankees were one of them. But now he just bought a little ownership into the Red Sox. Is this to uh, continue that downfall for the Red Sox? Or is he actually going to try to compete against the Yankees? I think he's, he's it's LeBron James. He's, he's going to try and compete. But, you know, if he wanted to kind of sabotage him a little bit, me and every other Yankees fan out there will probably be be bigger LeBron fans come the end of it. But I think it's a really cool opportunity for him. He already owns um, some stock in... Uh, pro soccer teams in Great Britain area in the uh, Premier League. So this is a really cool opportunity for him to finally get some ownership now in American sports. And, you know, we already know that he basically owns the Toronto Raptors. Yep. He's got some money. I mean, he, yeah, he definitely, <laughs> he's owned them for the last about eight years. Uh, but, I mean, he's doing big things. You got, you got soccer players hating on LeBron and saying he speaks up uh, when he doesn't need to. But aren't you supposed to be the one who speaks up when you're in that position? Didn't we get mad at Jordan for not speaking up in those positions? Uh, you know, what what is the guy to do? But I think when you have that notoriety, when you have that clout, you got to be out there talking about issues. And I don't think it's always politics. I think it just goes back to politics. When you have a strong opinion about something, it usually lies on one side or the other when it comes to politics. The, uh, but this guy's making moves, man. The same people that are mad at LeBron for speaking out are that were mad at Muhammad Ali for not wanting to go to Vietnam because... You know, they weren't the ones persecuting him. It was here in his home country. So why would he want to go fight for the country persecuting him? They're also the same ones that were mad at the uh, Black Power Fist at the Olympics. There's always been athletes standing up for what they believe in. But it seems to always go against one racial type that oh, people yeah. actually get mad at. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. He <laughs> LeBron is very pl proud to be black as he should. So when he stands up for what he considers considers his people, some people get mad about that. I'm just saying, if Peyton Manning had knelt for the national anthem, he wouldn't have gotten blackballed like Colin Kaepernick did. Yep, and he still doesn't have a job yet. But you know, there's still hope. And and I I blame, as I mentioned before, I blame him not having a job now, partly on Kaepernick because he did some foolish stuff the last two years with the workouts. Uh, but before that, he should have had an opportunity. It should never even got. It. That's a whole different subject. Um, we do have some slightly sad news. Uh, me being a Sixers fan guy and, and actually getting into Sixers games free because I was below his waist level of his cutout. Uh, Sean Bradley, former NFL NBA center, uh, had a traumatic spinal cord injury that left him paralyzed. Uh, he was riding his bike and got hit by a car in Utah um, and went under neck fusion surgery and spent the last hospitalized and undergoing rehab. Uh, but it looks like it's going to leave him paralyzed. I mean, this dude was, what, 7'2", I believe? 7'6". Seven, 7'6". Six. Seven, six. Uh, and I just remember going to, so we had Manute Bowl as a Sixers when I, with the Sixers when I was a kid. And you go to the games, my dad would take me to the games on my birthday. And you, if you're lower than Manute Bowl's waist level, which is kind of creepy now, but his cutout waist level, you got in for free. Those you don't know it's special. Uh, so when I got Sean Bradley, they brought that back. And, you know, that made me a Sean Bradley fan. Obviously, every time I thought he was going to get broke uh, because he's very limber for seven six it wasn't like he put on you know the weight came from the height not from the muscle uh but man to i, I would think if you're driving and you don't see anything you gotta see a seven six guy yeah, on a bicycle how do you miss <laughs> that it sounds like targeting uh and i hate to laugh but uh, that, that that sounds very stupid of you to hit a seven six guy on a bike hard enough to paralyze him yeah uh so i i, I haven't heard any um 
any charges being pressed or anything like that. And for the casual basketball fan that may not know who Sean Bradley is, if you've seen Space Jam, you know who Sean Bradley is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And then he had his own Space Jam alien side. Yeah. So Sean Bradley and, you know, Space Jam, I think, is that due to come out this summer with LeBron? I can't remember if it's this year or next year, but... I know things got held up with I'm, I'm still so worried about it, man. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of like coming to America, too. It's a, a, It'll be a celebration of the first one. Uh, it's never going to be as good as the first one, and you can't... You, you can't. It, it's funny that it's LeBron in it, you know, because he has a personality. He, he probably can act probably a little better than Jordan did. Jordan was real stiff in that Space Jam movie. <laughs> he had, didn't have to do much. Now, the question, will they have to go back to LeBron's house to get his high school shorts because he didn't go to college? Oh, yeah, well... That's probably going to, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't even seen previews of this movie. Uh, it'll be funny to watch just to watch and, and reminisce about the old Space Jam, but I don't have high expectations for any movies nowadays, but uh, for Space Jam 2, let alone uh, LeBron's acting career kicking off. Um, hey, it's not kicking off. He's, uh, he's, he's been, been in a couple movies. He's, he's been around. I don't know if we, uh, I don't know if he should put it on his IMDb, but he's been in a couple movies <laughs> and a couple shows. Hey, to be fair, he was, he was pretty all right in Trainwreck and... Oh, Trainwreck yeah. was is a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah pretty he, good comedy. He's kind of funny. Yeah, he's kind of funny. Him and Bill Hader's back and forth was really good. Bill Hader's always been funny. Uh, people hate on Bill Hader, and I always thought he was a funny dude. Um, we got Frenchie's D three and three. I think we're gonna put that in the second hour, uh, along with Dante Powell, comedian, joining us for the Big O. Uh, we're freestyling a little bit today. We uh, we I say we, but me had a few drinks last night, so we kind of forgot we had a show this morning. Uh, but everything's cool. I, I'm real excited to have Elisa Gartner join us. She's one of the owners of Ironside Axe. I'm going to geek out a little bit about Axe drawing with her. Frenchie, when I told him this morning that she was on the show, he threw both hands up in the air and was like, yes. I'm like, what, what are you doing? I had to I had to Google Google this place. Uh, but I knew, I knew it was there. I just, you know, the Lumber Axe is downtown and it's the more drinking side. Now that I'm not much of a drinker, I think I need to get into the Iron Axe. It just felt very unsafe with my drinking back then. Uh, but it looks cool. And knife, the knife throwing is really what... Uh, I kind of want to get into because I don't think I'm just have an axe laying around my house that I need to throw out the door. Uh, but the knife, someone enters and I don't, you don't want to pull out the pistol, put a knife right above his head, and that's just scare him right out of the house. Channel your inner ninja and get good with some kunai. You know, I think every kid here wanted to be a ninja or a samurai at some point in their life, or at least throw a ninja star hey, and a knife. My, my generation had Naruto, so yes, I can tell you that everyone wanted to your be a ninja. Your generation is nuts with that, and I, I just don't get it. I've tried watching those our cartoons, and I just can't get into it it is just stale to me i'm more of a thundercats gi joe uh even fraggle rock if you can work with me there but uh naruto i i just i get it but i don't get it any anime in that in that sense i get it but i just don't get it especially if they still talk about it you got 25 30 year olds fully into anime is not for kids yeah <laughs> i trust I get it but it's uh, yeah i i guess i just gotta sit down maybe you can sit me down and just break it down for me uh, but we're going to take a quick break. We got Tavian Banks joining us, former NFL scat back and a family guy, busy guy. But we're happy he's going to be joining us right after this. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. Go Deep 1350 ESPN. I'm your host, Tyreek. Joined here with my producer, Frenchie. Uh, we got to get Sam Summers on next week. He announced the new acts for Hinterland, the Hinterland Festival coming up this August. Uh, details at hinterlandiowa.com. He added a couple more bands on top of his already stacked lineup. Bridges, uh, Old Crow Medicine. He added the Abbott Brothers. Uh, he added Elk King, I believe. One I'm excited about is this band. I kind of just started following him about eight months ago on social media, Black Pumas. Uh, and then they were on the Grammys a couple uh, last week. 
And then uh, Sam announced them this uh, two days ago. So real excited for Hinterland. Make sure you check them out. HinterlandIowa.com. We'll get Sam on the show, a friend of the show. We'll get him on next week and uh, get some updates on there. Uh, but join now with uh, the former NFL scat back, Iowa Hawkeye great, Tavian Banks. Mr. Bell, you've been to a, you're old enough. You ever go to Woodstock or one of those type of festivals? <laughs> you said I'm old enough. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I've never been to Woodstock. I, I'm sure that it was an absolutely fabulous time, though. Uh, you, were you uh, a big concert goer in your college younger days? Was I, wait, say it again? Were you a big concert goer, live music attendee? Uh, and no, big... not really. I've probably only been to one concert, and that was like at University of Iowa. Run DMC came oh, wow. and played on, gosh, it was a campus like, God, I forget where, it was like campus lawn, like down, you know, like down downtown or whatever the case may be. So oh, okay. That was one of, one of the concerts I've been to. <laughs> and you, one concert, that's the only concert you've been to? Well, I'm not... I'm big crowd person like that and i don't like people just stepping on me or you know <laughs> rocking next to each other and stuff like that so um i have You're to be a party very pooper. very under <laughs> under the influence of a, in the college years uh at that run dmc concert so yeah. that's probably the only one only reason <laughs> you, you sound like such a screw such a ball humbug i don't like people rocking back and forth <laughs> touching my shoes the adidas, know, right? keep the adidas clean uh, two weeks ago we had uh uh the freshman guard for Lady Hawkeyes, Caitlin Clark on. Yeah. Uh, and just talking to her about that pressure. You remember you as a freshman, you didn't play as much as your freshman year, but that, that pressure coming in straight out of high school, uh, knowing that you were, you know, they were expecting you to be the man or the woman in that case. I mean, she came out of uh, what high school was she at, Frenchie? Dowling. 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 And expect, and now she's, you know, the best point guard in the country, possibly mm. the best a player in the country second time second team all-american nation's leading scorer this season she's dropping points man 27 yep. to 32 points a night mm-hmm. uh so you remember that pressure though coming in what, what's that like you just zone in and play your game when everyone's expecting you to run a touchdown every time no it's it's uh, like be honest with you I, I don't think it's like pressure it's just like another level um that happens so meaning you know like you go from i don't know like grade school to middle school you know you go from middle school go from high school to college you know and a lot of times too now even nowadays like um all these players play against each other in au and everything else so it's not anything different when they get get to the next level Mm -hmm. so it's the same people that she's been playing against you know all all you know her life just about anyway so it's not it's not anything different she's just doing what she's supposed to be doing you know it's the same you know great player that she's always been it's just you know now She's getting more recognition outside of, you know, like the state of Iowa if she, if she didn't have it beforehand. But she 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 was already like All-American in high school and stuff like that. So people knew about her, but now it's just more, the next you know, um, you know, Big Ten, ESPN, you know, all that type of stuff all the time now. So just more people are just recognizing and seeing it. Yep, dragging so, them in AAU and dragging yeah. them in college. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 30, yeah. So 30 points a game is crazy. To me, it's never been like pressure in that in that sense because again, you're playing against the same you know like people that you you played AAU ball against your whole life, so it's not not anything. Ever uh, uh, a hooper? Yes. Yeah. Oh, come on. Do I need to put? We got some old tapes. <laughs> you sit, you yes, sit at home, Indian style, I watching hooped, your old tapes. Hooped, hooped in high school. Yep. Uh, I, I was never um, like I didn't play um, basketball like that. I just I, mean, I played basketball because it was something to do in the winter time. Okay. You know, like be honest with you, um, it, and, then, and then I didn't wrestle. Uh, I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, basketball was something to do, and, and, and also, you know, I, I like basketball, but not not like that, not like my soccer or football and stuff like that. So, uh, but football obviously was the uh, the main sport. The one that took uh, you up. Yeah. Well, the, the football and soccer. 
my main sport. You were yeah. nice like that in soccer? What, did you have soccer offers for college? Yes, yeah. What so were some I was, of those? I was a three-time Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year in Iowa. See, fun fact right there. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think you picked the wrong sport. Yeah. So, <laughs> only but, one four times because I didn't play my senior year because I had shoulder surgery. So, yeah, there you go. Do you, hey, you don't need your shoulder for soccer. You're fine. <laughs> do, do you ever uh, look back and say, you know, I, you know, because your career – I yep. think would have had another 15 years if it wasn't for injuries. Do you ever look back and say soccer would have might have been a safer bet or I, yeah, I should have went? I mean, like, you know, back then, you know, uh, football was king. Yeah, um, you, you know, be like the man. They, they didn't have, um, you know, like I would have basically had to go overseas or whatever case if, a, yeah. if I wanted to try and, you know, go professional type of thing. There was no MLS um, back then. Yeah, the day. there was no MLS. <laughs> there was no, you know, like thing like that. And, and soccer, you know, it was obviously a great, it's still a great sport and everything like that. But for, for me at the time, I was thinking I, I would might be able to play a professional sport. And, you, you know, football was just yeah. the, the thing and, right there. Yep. And, no, I mean, Soccer players get girls, but nothing is better than saying I'm the running back for that. No, I, I think, you know, national soccer star and everything like that, I'm, I'm sure you're fine. But, yeah. you know, like a, a lot of people are fine. Not, yeah. You don't have to play a sport or anything like that just to get, get girls. So. Sure you do. Sure you do. Or get on Tinder like Frenchie. That's where he met his wife. Actually, Frenchie, wedding's coming up soon, huh? I get Two that weeks. On, I should get that on calendar. You getting nervous yet? Yes. You got any uh, pointers, Tavian, for Frenchie? He's getting married in two weeks. Uh, been with her, what, a year? Uh, year and a half. Year and a half. Any nice. any uh, pointers for marriage for this guy? Uh, just just say yes. <laughs> just yes, say yes. Yes, dear. Have a- <laughs> that's how you, that's how you say. Pick your pick your battles wisely, right? Yep. <laughs> happy yes, wife. Dear, happy pick life. Your battles wisely. That's correct. <laughs> uh, you see your boy LeBron, probably the world's most famous uh, Yankees fan, just bought stock into the Red Sox. Yep. Uh, what, what do you think the plan is here? Is he going to start stocking up the team, or you know, bringing some big free agents in? Are you a baseball fan at all? Uh, I mean, I'm not really a baseball fan. The only time I really watch baseball is probably like uh, World Series. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more of a jump into the playoffs myself. I keep an eye on the uh, Phillies. But, but, you know, I, I love LeBron, everything that he's doing. Him and his group are, are really themselves, um, doing a lot of great things out there. Not just being, you know, ownership and stuff like that, but he's doing a lot of great things just in his portfolio and everything else that he's doing. So Man, him, um, Mav, his, I mean, yep. his childhood friends he put oh, on. Yeah. And now yep. they're agents, presidents of teams, doing big things, man. Yep. And then you got, you know, speaker of soccer, you got soccer players over someone saying that he mm-hmm. speaks up too much. No, uh, it, you know, uh, to me, he's not, you know, like he, he does a lot. And I think a lot more um, should be voicing their opinion yes. uh, on different issues and things like that. Um, you know, so I, I don't, I don't think people should be hating on, you know, what, what he says or anything like that. Um, you, you are entitled to voice your opinion also. <laughs> you know, yeah. as as a uh, soccer or a soccer player overseas or, or whatever the case may be, so you don't have to just hate on LeBron because he's saying something. All right, uh, Frenchie, let's get into this bank on this thing. We want to talk a little bracketology, and then uh, we'll talk your Hawkeyes, and then see who you got winning this thing. Right. They may not catch it. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage inside the twenty. Forget about it. Touchdown, Iowa. <laughs> It's time for Bank On It with former Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. Wheezy, you wouldn't go. You wouldn't go to a Wheezy concert. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight, man, the bracket kicks off with the first four. One of those four is uh, Drake playing at 5:27 p.m. My Drake Bulldogs against Wichita State. You think my Bulldogs can pull this out and possibly make a run in the tournament? Uh, run? I don't know, but I, I think that they'll win tonight. 
Do you think they'll pull it out tonight? Okay. Yeah. Both will go in as 11 seeds, and the uh, whoever wins that one will play USC. So yeah. excited to see that one. Uh, your Iowa Hawkeyes, a two seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been a long time since that happened. Right. Uh, they're playing Grand Canyon, a 15 seed, uh, a 17 and 6 team who just came up to D1. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, are your boys going to get embarrassed here? Guards are going to go out like a punk, or what's, what's happening? <laughs> no, first round. And then they would face uh, Oregon or VC. You think they're gonna make a run this this bracket? Uh, I I mean, me personally, I think they're gonna lose either Oregon. Uh, one of my brackets, I got them losing to Oregon. So. Oh, Tavian <laughs> Banks fills out brackets. Okay, all right. Tavian Banks know what a bracket is. Yeah, breaking right? news. <laughs> I, know, I got like three brackets. <laughs> hey, that's, that's more than most. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to hop on a bracket, ESPNDesMoines.com. The join our March Madness. Uh, fun. We'll be on there, Frenchie, Wicked's World. Uh, we're going to have a lot of our uh, hosts from here and Laser on there, so we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, all right, finally, man, who you got winning this tournament? Uh, you know, I'm sure you got three brackets. Yep. Who do you feel most confident about winning this tournament? Uh, I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Oh, you think they can just – I mean, they got an easy start in that West bracket, but uh, you think they can pull it out? I think it's like uh, the Lakers. is like their revenge season yeah. right now because um, I, I think they were supposed to win like – well, they had a good chance of winning like last, last year, year. Yep. Um, and then it got obviously – when COVID and everything got shut down, so they're they're not playing any games right now. Like no. I, I think that you know, like they're they're doing well and uh, they're running into this tournament on full st- cylinders. I feel like they're gonna have to switch conferences to be taken seriously. They gotta go to a Pac-12 or something. Yeah, because uh, it's hard to trust Gonzaga, and we there's no reason we shouldn't trust them. They're just crushing teams. Their line is like 35 points every game. Yep. Uh, but we still don't believe in them. You know, we'd rather trust a, a Baylor or someone like that, Illinois. Yep. Uh, but man, they look tough. Yep. Okay, so we got Zaga winning it. All right. Uh, I gotta. T- I'm gonna let you out of here in a minute, but gotta touch on Prome. I, I called it. You know, I've been calling it all season. He was gonna get let go. I called it two weeks ago and said that they're gonna call TJ because Iowa State's playing UNLV, so there's that relationship already with football uh, yep. and Pollard. Uh, and it sounds like TJ might be our new coach. Uh, I keep wanting to call him TJ Husmanzada, but uh, it sounds like he might be our coach. But what do, what do you think Prome goes from here? You think he gets another job right off the bat, or he's got to wait out a year and kind of regain himself? Um, I don't. I don't think he gets a job right off the bat. Uh, uh, you know, um, I think he might wait a year and then then get something. Okay. Um, yeah. ju- I mean, just what it seems like. You know, yeah. Uh, what I, I what feel things like he, happen and stuff like that. I feel like he's destined for another mid-major job and yep. going on a run with them, and then getting mm-hmm. another opportunity at you know somewhere else. Yeah, uh, like a Wichita State who Drake is playing tonight. They lose tonight, they could go looking for a prom or something like that. They do right now because they, you know, everything happened with Greg Marshall. Yep. And I, I called this about a month and a half ago saying prom is destined for Wichita State, but he's not going to be a cyclone. He just wasn't going to sell tickets for us. Yeah. Uh, do you kind of agree with that firing, or you think they should give him one more year? Because I think uh, I think you said he probably deserved one more year a couple weeks ago. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Because I, I mean, I don't, I don't like to see people yeah you know, get fired, uh, get actually fired, have a heart or lose their jobs and stuff like that. I think. You know, nowadays people get fired just, you know, off of one season or two seasons, stuff like that. I don't think that um, that's right in any sense. But, um, you know, I, again, like I, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs like that all the time. So Yeah, it's tough to see. And he's he's yep. a great guy, great coach. It was just it was time for a change. He wasn't going to be able to yep. fill, it, fill that stadium next year. Yep. Uh, yep. He is the uh, guy who actually has a heart and doesn't like to see people be fired. Uh, <laughs> doesn't like concerts for people moving side to side. Uh, but well, loves, I, I but just loves don't soccer. like people rubbing up against me like that. <laughs> Even before COVID times, hours. before COVID times, he didn't like people touching him. Uh, and he loves soccer. Tavian Banks, Hawkeye, great. We appreciate you joining us, man. We missed you the last couple of weeks. We look forward uh, to seeing you next week. I know. Great to be back. Yes, sir. Bank All on right. it. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. We'll see you.
after the break, we got Lisa Gardner, one of the owners of Ironside Axe. We're going to uh, let Frenchie geek out here. Coming up, go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ES. Special shout out to Tavian Banks, former Hawkeye great and NFL running back. Just joined us in the last segment. Good to have him back on with the Bank On It statement. Uh, we did announce that yesterday with uh, Laser FM, Corey Taylor, Des Moines great and lead singer of Slipknot and Stone Sour will be coming to Des Moines. Actually, Clyde, the Horizon Event Center. Uh, June 17th, a Thursday. Tickets on sale tomorrow. You can go to horizoneventcenter.com or Eventbrite and find the show, Corey Taylor. But if you tune in to Laser today, they have a special code for you to use to buy your tickets today because the show will sell out. I can tell you, I'm over at Horizon Event Center. I'm the booking manager there. We are capping the show. They're selling his pods and it's going quick. His fan club sold about at least almost 15% of the tickets yesterday. Uh, so make sure you check that out or horizoneventcenter.com. Join now with Lisa and Scott Gardner from Ironside Axe in West Des Moines. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. We're doing great. Uh, and I'm I'm learning new things here. I was looking up the U.S. Open, uh, which is going down in, I believe, April 9th through 10th in Atlanta. And yeah. there's more than axe throwing. There's knife throwing. And I'm, I'm so intrigued. And Frenchie tells me you guys just picked up knife throwing as well? That's correct. That's correct. It's uh, it's It's been kind of long, long in coming as far as the... Uh, the World Axe Throwing League codes, but uh, it's a natural step, basically. Okay, so walk me through this process. I walk into Ironside because I, I've been, unfortunately, I hate to say it, I've been to possibly one of your competitions, but I didn't really throw the axe. I went there to drink. It wasn't really serious about <laughs> axe throwing. Uh, uh, I hear that you guys are really serious, and you actually have some uh, locals from your shop that are going to be at this U.S. Open. Walk me through the process. If I walk into Ironside, uh, I know it's BYOB, but take me through the steps of how I get set up and how you guys coach me through this. Well, we, um, when you come in, obviously you sign a waiver, um, but get that out coaches, the way, yes. <laughs> yeah, get that out of the way. Um, our coaches will, um, teach you like go over the safety, safety guidelines, and then they'll teach you how to throw. Um, it's a, it's a really quick lesson. Um, axe throwing is a pretty natural movement. If you just listen to the coach, it's a fairly easy, easy thing to pick up. Um, but they will make sure that everybody is sticking their ax in the wall. Um, they'll, if you have a group, um, and you're doing a two hour reservation, they'll take you through games. Um, and we have, a, we have a variety of, games, um, and obviously get everybody cheering each other on. And then we'll have you, uh, they'll teach you some trick shots and, you know, learn how to throw underhanded and, you know, maybe two axes at one time, that kind of stuff. And then, um, we'll have, we'll, we have some other fun stuff we kind of keep behind the counter for the, the special parties. Um, nice. Yeah. I, and I, I kind of want to do a radio bit. I, I asked Frenchie, he's not agreeing yet, but we'll get some drinks in him. But, uh, is there a waiver for if I have him stand right below the target with a, uh, apple on his head and I learn how to throw a knife? <laughs> is there anything uh, I can sign for that? No, not really. No, no. That, that's, uh, the, the, our insurance companies do draw a line, uh, at, at that. So, I, and, and speaking of which, how do you guys, how do you guys ensure safety? Because obviously this is a dangerous sport, so to speak. Um, well, basically. The, it, it is, it's actually inherently safe as long as you follow the, the, um, our, our coaching and uh, our coachable. You don't throw too hard because uh, basically that's, uh, we will teach you how to stick the act in the wall, and that's where it remains. So as long as you can follow our rules and our guidelines and, and take coaching uh, and, and don't do anything really stupid, I mean, just like everything else, if you, if you, do, if you drive around, dangerous yeah. but if you drive normally it's it's inherently safe 
And I think that first instinct is to throw it as hard as you can to make sure it sticks in the wall. Uh, and well, that's probably when it comes back at you, huh? Yeah, it's either the first instinct or the last one because uh, we, we do get some people that get a little bored and they want to test the, uh, the, yeah. the waters of, of, of their strength. So uh, they'll, uh, but that's, we, we guide you not to throw it hard at the start. And um, uh, if, you, if you do just basically three key little things, uh, everything should work out fine. And so tell me about this uh, 8035 tournament. Can a regular Joe Smo like myself sign up and when is so, it and how do we get more information? So the, the 8035 tournament was actually last year. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. I saw it on the website. Um, no, that's okay. That's okay. We had two tournaments. Um, the 8035 was actually supposed to be last year, and we, had, we ended up, we actually held it in October. <laughs> but we actually have a tournament coming up in June called the Ironside Open, and it is one of the, it's considered um, a, a major tournament. They have different levels of tournaments in the World Axe Throwing League. So the World Axe Throwing League, they have the televised tournaments that are on ESPN. Yeah. And then major tournaments, which are the same size or bigger than the tournaments, and then, like, regional tournaments and local tournaments, and then, of course, fun tournaments that are just silly. Um, And we have, um, coming up in June, we have our our major tournaments. So we actually are doing knife throwing, axe throwing, um, duels, which is two people throwing at one target, That's so awesome. four people in the lane at a time, and big acts. And does this uh, allow spectators? Um, our um, spectators Encourage. are allowed. Uh, we are we're going to have our tickets go live hopefully this week. Um, I am going to put on there. We are not necessarily charging for spectators, but we're doing a um, a charity donation for spectators. Awesome. Okay. I mean, if they want to, obviously we can't force that. But if we want, if people want to donate, we'll or donate for the spectators. It, a, it helps us keep track of kind of how many people are in the building. For sure. But it also uh, to a cause. We had there, there was a. Um, There's a non for profit uh, for suicide awareness and prevention. Oh, awesome. Uh, that, that we met uh, uh, one of our uh, a gentleman actually called us up and said we need an act or he needs an act and and so on to join league and then we got to talking and. Um, uh, the name eludes me at this point, but it's definitely, uh, where we're going to go with that. Yeah. Because it's definitely very worth important it. to us. And so what, where do we go to get more information and sign up for, you said tickets go on sale tomorrow? Um, well, they're going to, they'll go, oh, I guess that would be this week, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll have our tickets up, our ticket site up tomorrow. Um, we'll definitely do a post on our Facebook page, um, and hopefully get that up on our website. What is your website? Um, com, and that would be under, um, under events. Cool. And then, so am I allowed to bring my own axe and knife? Can I bring yeah. a kitchen knife? Is it, do, are there standards for this? Yes, definitely. The, uh, um, definitely standard. There are standards <laughs> for it. Um, you know, we, we always like to see other people's, uh, axes. Uh, so you come in, bring in what you, what you've got and what you want to throw and we'll advise you as to whether or not it's a good idea. Let you throw <laughs> ours first. So you get a, an understanding for how they rotate and, and feel, uh, and then, yeah, if it's if it's throwable, it won't go through our wall because uh, you know somebody will uh, say, yeah, I want to bring my splitting mall in, which will uh, wow. which would definitely not work right. <laughs> so those are those will say, no, that's that's best not uh, not to throw this huge thing. But uh, yeah, anything else, uh, we'll advise you whether or not it'll we think it might break or or if it's good for it. And um, there you go. And well, with the knives, um, there's definitely safer knives to throw than others. I mean, really anything. You can throw anything, but we, we will probably maybe not let you throw a kitchen knife. <laughs> yeah, or a pocket knife or anything like that. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah we, we we have those on, we have the throwing knives on hand. 
that we'd prefer everyone to throw as far as knives go. But uh, uh, yeah, always always bring it in. So are just normal parties able to throw the knives? I remember the last time I was there, they said you had to do like a special booking. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 starting with a um, kind of with our league members. Uh, it's uh, I've I've thrown knives knives for quite a while since I was nineteen, and and uh, not at um, anyone, not targeting not at anyone, anyone right? of course, okay. no, for <laughs> definitely for sport, and it's always been outside and like re, re, uh, uh, recreation uh, groups, the buckskinners and things like that, but. Um, they're uh, they're a little bit more uh, dangerous. Knives definitely are because they're lighter, smaller, harder to see. And if you do throw them really hard, since they don't have the weight of an axe, um, there there is in, in where they might go sideways or, or whatever. So we have to be uh, we, we're basically starting a vetting process with our league members, and then we'll start bringing it into special, uh, especially book groups uh, where you can you know I, we want a knife throwing event and we'll we'll do that with the group uh so it's kind of we're rolling it out currently we, we our insurance company gave us the go ahead and we're, we're rolling it out uh uh with our league members first and then we'll we'll more more information will come on our website and on our booking software so and one of one of the things that we are going to be asking is that when people are throwing knives that they're not going to be drinking while they throw knives because because they're a little bit more erratic um, yeah. with the bounces and stuff. We want to make sure people are have have their wits about them. I was <laughs> thinking about throwing. that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so last time I was in, I was finally able to perfect my underhand throw. So I got, and I've <laughs> seen some of the stuff that you guys have, have, have some really cool trick shots. What is the coolest trick shot that you two can do? Uh, well, everybody likes to see one that, that um, kind of been loosely dubbed sister, uh, which is, um, so the, the, the S-wings that we have, in, uh, for everyone to throw, throw the all metal axe with the rubber handle, and um, they have a hammer on the back, so it's a, it's both a hammer and an axe. Uh, so you can actually throw that axe holding. So what I do is I'll ho- hold a normal uh, an axe normally, and then put an an, an axe upside down, and it kind of looks like the letter S. That and, doesn't sound uh, safe. And so I'll have them both in the same hand and throw them at the same time, and. For some reason, I don't even still know. They both will stick. They both rotate, wow. even though one's upside down and backwards, and the other one's right side up and forwards. So uh, that's the one that everybody seems to think is the, the neatest thing. My, my, I just like I like double rotations. <laughs> yeah. but but that's a party trick. We don't really necessarily let our let our parties. But the party trick, I don't necessarily let our parties step outside Try the out. lane and yeah. throw them across the room. Uh, <laughs> joined here with Lisa and Scott Gardner of Ironside Axe Club in West Des Moines. Uh, what's your location? And, and and walk me through your pricing structure. Is it cheaper for knives? Is it just one set price per hour? Um, we the knives will knives will be about the same cost. Um, uh, okay. So uh, we are at twenty seven hundred University in in West, West or, excuse me in West Des Moines. Okay. Uh, in Governor's Square. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, so we, so people may remember we're, we're in the space that used to be Uncle Buck's. Ah, so. yes, yes, we do kind of <laughs> or remember. Or kind of remember. Yeah, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard those names in a long time, but definitely right. good memories. Yeah. Uh, okay, you are, and uh, you said the same price for knives and axe. Yes, um, we are. Um, a couple something exciting though is um, hopefully coming up in May. We actually are getting a beer license. Oh, so. so. Um, BYOB would be going away at that point, but we will be selling beer. Ah, sorry, um, Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's all right. If I can't drink and throw knives, I'm not going to drink. Yeah, so. that's fine. Right. <laughs> right. Probably for the best. Yeah. 
Well, and and what what we'll do is the, with the knives, we'll probably have it as like a first portion of a of a of an event, and you can move on into the axe throwing okay. after the knife, portion. and that way you can do both. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so. uh, Frenchie mentioned that we he's seen tomahawks there. What's some of the craziest things you've seen thrown there that are, you know, safely thrown? But uh, We throw unique. shovels. Th- yeah. Shovels sticking the I wall? I want to throw a shovel. Everybody loves the shovel. Yeah. I don't know why people love the shovel, but they love the shovel. Because it's a shovel. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> a, a rage thing, uh, I guess. <laughs> and, it, and it spins once. It's a, it's a, uh, it's, and it's a decent-sized shovel. It's, made, it's kind of made for, it works Rolling. as great as a shovel, but it's mm-hmm. also a throwing implement. Uh, we've thrown spears, uh, as far as my spears, I'll, I'll golf throw them. They don't really work really well in hard things. So we don't throw them, uh, I always often joke, at all. I always uh, joke that we either need a, a hay bale or a pig. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work right. Um, but we'll, we have, um, throwing stars, really big ones. And then, uh, uh called the Templar, which is a throwing star and an ax combined. Wow. And, uh, any um, ninja stars or. Yep. Yeah. yeah we have, yeah. We have we have a couple different sizes of ninja stars. Ones that are about the size of a dinner plate, and then we have ones that are you know about the size of the palm of your hand. Yeah. Wow. So. And our craziest thing that we have in house that we don't bring out uh, um, just because it's really heavy and hard to throw, and people kind of forget about it. But we still have it is a, a three headed axe, which is um, three of the uh, three of those S wings, the all metal axe that we talked about. Uh, those they they will over time fatigue and break right above. And so we took three of those, and uh, a good friend of mine, uh, he's a really good welder and does custom axes, actually. Uh, he uh, welded all three together, and uh, Into like a, it's like a pinwheel kind of a thing. Man, that's so, what I want to throw at Frenchie's head with an apple. That, that, one, that <laughs> no. one actually terrifies me. I don't like people <laughs> It sounds heavy, but it sounds fun. <laughs> well, it rolls. That's the problem is you throw it, and it just keeps going. Oh, yikes. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like a throwing star of death with a very large... It's a very large thing, and it's super heavy, and uh, and yeah, it, it really like it is a wheel. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you miss, it just comes rolling back at you. Right. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah. We haven't. <laughs> it doesn't come out much. There's a waiver for that, though. Uh, Lisa and Scott Gardner, Ironside Axe Club, West Des Moines. Uh, remind me of the website one more time. IronsideAxeClub.com.com over in on University in Governor's Square. Uh, Governor's pre- Square. Appreciate yep. you joining us. Uh, look forward to checking in with you here as the tournament gets closer. Uh, and yeah. learn about this growth. Well, I feel like the sport has grown quickly over the yeah. last couple of years. And if yeah. you guys are interested, we actually have leagues starting up. Um, ah. the first, we start back up on March 28th. March 28th will be our, our week, week kickoff. Um, Drop to his knees and put his hands up like there is a God. Uh, so yeah. I, you might be seeing him over there for the league. I'll be there we'll, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And we have, yeah. and we have our, um, we have our, our new, new location in Pella starting its, its first leagues. And we have Oskaloosa leagues and our oh, other wow. two locations up in Minnesota and Wisconsin. They have leagues go, starting up though. I got to get out of here for commercial break, but run me through your locations one more time again. Um, we have West Des Moines, Oskaloosa, Pella, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and Rochester, Minnesota. Wow. All over the Midwest. Awesome. Yep. Well, we appreciate your time. We look forward to uh, talking to you guys soon. Lisa and Scott, Ironside Axe Club, and uh, West Des Moines. This is Go Deep. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Thanks yep. again. Yep. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Right after break, we'll, uh, actually, we're going to get into the second hour uh, with D3 and 3, French View, and uh, Dante Powell, comedian with the Big O segment. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. We'll be right back. He's going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq. 1550 ESPN. 
said I'ma be a legend so much now. Go deep. Hour two of the program, Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. Uh, thank you to Lisa and Scott Gardner, owners of Ironside Axe Club. Uh, I had no clue. There was a U.S. Open for axe throwing and knife throwing. And I'm so intrigued by them. Just show up there with a pocket full of knives and just start throwing at the wall. Uh, but they filled us in on everything that's going on. They got their own events coming on. Uh, so we'll check back in with, with them here in a couple months as we get closer to the U.S. Open. Uh, because they have a couple of their locals who are be down there performing in it, playing and competing, I should say. Uh, I never thought axe throwing was a sport, but it sounds like it's 100% a sport. It is so much fun. I cannot emphasize. You can be having a bad day. You don't have to chuck your axe. But as soon throwing as you, a shovel? Yes. As soon as you throw it, it's like a little bit better. Oh, yeah. You can put a shovel in my hand I can throw. I would love to get that energy out. And there are games you can play with it. It's almost like throwing darts or playing bags. Yep. We, we play 31. It's whoever can get to 31 because there's different scoring on the board. Yeah, and I, I can see how it could get competitive when you think about it as darts, uh, but a little, little more aggressive. Uh, but it, it sounds sketchy, but I've, I've seen it happen. And, you know, it, I've also seen those videos where that axe come flying back at that person's head. I haven't uh, seen it. There, there, was the, there was a video a couple years ago of a girl that just like chucked it into the ground and it almost came back and killed her. Yeah, that that's where I kind of defer to just drinking and watching. Uh, but I would love to go watch a spectator sport of knife throwing uh, and just, you know, be one of those crazy movies where something happens at the end. Uh, but special shout out to them. Uh, also, Tavian Banks, who uh, joined us after a two-week hiatus, uh, had some fun with us. Old man, found out he doesn't like concerts at all. He's been to possibly one concert his whole life, and that was Run DMC while he was at college at University of Iowa. That's so weird. I went to like nine concerts in 2019 alone. Yeah, I mean, you know, us working in radio, I feel like in a normal year, I have three concerts a week. You know, my daughter's been to probably 12 concerts since she's eight years old. Uh, you know, so Tavian, but again, he doesn't like people touching him the way before COVID. He didn't like people touching him, ste stepping on his shoes or even rocking back and forth. Uh, but apparently he was a, a soccer star. We need to find those tapes. Can we get I didn't a find tapes, but I did find he was in fact three time Gatorade player of the year. Wow. And he says he didn't play basketball, but the Des Moines Register article about his, uh, introduction, he said he played in high school. Yeah. He went to the state tournament. Yeah. Okay. So he was just an athlete. I mean, yeah. basketball, he had to be a little bruiser, like just a, a little chunky dude running people over. Uh, but uh, appreciate Tavian Banks coming through. Always have fun with him. We got uh, comedian Dante Powell and the Big O coming up here in about eight minutes. We're going to go through the bracket with him as, as well with these first couple games. I got some uh, stumpers. I'm not filling out my bracket until tonight. Uh, you can fill it out with me on ESPNDesMoines.com with the March Madness uh, promo stream stream there and uh, get signed up. You got till tonight. So get on there and uh, compete against me. I'm going to win, but it'll be fun. And we can even trash talk on there, I think. I think. So I got to dig in there today, too. I've uh, been slacking. Uh, obviously jumped in these uh, St. Paddy's Day festivities, drinking alone at work and then went and met up with a friend. I uh, wanted to celebrate my vaccine and uh, woke up not knowing what happened last night. So uh, happy to be back to me. Feels like things are slowly getting back to normal. Still wear your mask. Uh, and speaking of wearing masks, we do have Firehouse and Event Center tomorrow. First commercial show for the market, I believe. Uh, tickets are still available. That is a limited ticket show as well. So it'll be plenty of space to space out. They're not doing pods. So you can buy individual tickets. I believe they're only $29 or $39 plus fees uh, at tickly.co. Um, but get your tickets. Let's have some fun. I ran into a couple of my Cougar friends last night who were real excited about Firehouse. I had no clue. They were real excited about me uh, interviewing CJ Snare last week. Uh, I didn't know they were that rock band, that that glam band, as Frenchie calls it. Uh, I didn't know they were pulling the Cougar style. So I'm real excited for that. I'm like a, I'm a unicorn in a room full of Cougars. Or a room for swingers, I guess, whatever <laughs> whatever works. But uh, let's get into this Frenchie D3, D3 and 3 before I get myself in trouble. Uh, you're listening to Go D3 Part 2. We got 
Dante Powell coming up in about seven minutes. Frenchie, you ready for uh, D3? Background first, because I did get an interview this week for you guys. Oh, look at you. Look at you. So this past weekend was the uh, NCW or NWCA uh, Wrestling Championships. It's not official NCA National Championships, but it was at least opportunity for individuals to compete for championships. They did not keep team score, but teams still kept team score. And uh, there was also the Indoor Select hosted by Wartburg. The NWCA was in Coralville, so it was big for the state of Iowa, especially the eastern side of the state this week. But Wartburg, top team getter, team scorer for wrestling, as well as official national, or not official, unofficial national champions in indoor win- men's and women's track and field. So I got to catch up with uh, the... Sports Information Director from Warburg, Trent Jackson, to talk a little bit about what this weekend was like. Can't forget the little guys. Don't forget the little guys. It's time for D3 and 3 with producer Frenchie. Three minutes to Division 3 sports in the state of Iowa. We are going to get some. Okay, so Trent, can you kind of just take me through of how exactly it went from, you know, the NCAA canceling the NCAA championships for winter sports to being able to host this indoor select last weekend? Yeah, uh- Coach Newsom and, and our athletic director, Rick Willis, you know, kept me um, in touch with that whole process and it, it ended up working out for us to, to be able to host that. So then my responsibilities are just to make sure everything's publicized there on our website and social media and getting the word out there to try and, you know, invite some of the, the top athletes, you know, in the country to have the opportunity to compete, you know, at, at some sort of national stage. That was really the goal for you know, it's been two years now that those student athletes have been stripped away from that opportunity. So that was the goal to just be able to, you know, hold some kind of meets um, to some national standard. So Warburg, as of I, as far as I know, is still the only NCAA team to win two national championships in the same day. And while these weren't official uh, championships, it had to have been pretty fun for a lot of the coaches, kind of maybe reminiscing a little bit to have those two team championships for track and wrestling be the top point scorer at the uh, wrestling event as well. Yeah, like you said, it, it wasn't official, but you know we, we can count the points and see how it would have turned out. Uh, I guess we can kind of deem ourselves as team champs too, but I actually um, was kind of reminded that, you know what, that's right. It's like, wow. And I guess that's what was extra disappointing throughout the year. Um, you know, on the rankings, we were kind of on top, you know, throughout, you know, since since January, so that was, especially for, um, you know, the NCAA Winter Championships to get canceled, but really cool to see these tournament championships, you know, planned, and to see it all come through, and for the student-athletes to prepare for something, and to have it actually happen, instead of, you know, us getting there, and then it's canceled, so... Um, yeah, really, really exciting to see, you know, our athletes' hard work paid off. So one final question for you, Trent. Overall, what would you say was the weekend a success or uh, overall thoughts on how everything went? Yeah, I thought it went well. I mean, from what I heard, um, all the wrestling coaches were really just grateful for all the people at the NWCA for stepping up and organizing that event. It's, it's certainly a challenging thing to do so and, and um, same the same thing here yeah I thought it was successful at our end and you know we're we're always grateful and fortunate here to have the facilities and the means to provide 
you know, those opportunities for athletes. So yeah, D3 and 3, uh, huge thanks to uh, Trent Jackson for joining us, joining me on giving me some time yesterday recording that interview. But uh, so I, I mentioned this and it's just a really cool fact that is one of a kind. In 2012, Warburg was the first school in NCAA history and to this day as far as only one to win two national championships in different sports on the exact same day, the winning indoor track and wrestling on the same day. The anniversary of it was actually uh, earlier this month, but you know, unofficially doing it again, essentially this past weekend was a really cool thing. And a lot of coaches getting to reminisce and remember that feat. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> wrestling is huge in the state. And I had no clue that Wartburg was just dominant in that sport, uh, which they are in a lot of their sports. Actually, Wartburg is actually a pretty darn good school. It, I, it made it really fun to go and announce sports there for four years. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for you going to Wartburg, I don't think we would allow you to do the D three and three because you know, you you don't, D3 and 4 would be tough to listen to. D3, D3 and 3 is perfect. Just enough D3. Uh, but it's, it's, I love it because it keeps us updated. That's a, you know, it's a, it's a division that's not covered enough, uh, which I hope you get into uh, some of the games that are going on now for football, you know, uh, you and I. Uh, so real excited about that. We got Dante Powell coming up here in about 60 seconds, I believe. Are we close to break here, Frenchie? Yeah, we're getting there. All right. So we got Dante Powell coming up. We'll uh, go through some bracketology. I'll shake off this hungoverness. I got to. I got to really just cure myself. I pushed my uh, coach Marwin boxing blade appointment from yesterday to today, and I know he's going to kill me. And I mean, I puked in my own mouth that one time without being hungover. So today's going to be good. But uh, I'm seeing results, man. I was at. I started at 08 this morning, 199, and I even. So if I wasn't, if I wasn't, if I was more disciplined in the kitchen and with the alcohol last night. I'd probably be about 195. His goal for me was 175. And it start that first week, I was like, ah, I only lost a pound. He's like, no, you gained muscle. And now it's starting to shed off. So uh, I, I don't like missing appointments. Um, and when I do, I work out, which I beat myself up with. Uh, but it's nothing like having that coach right there yelling in your ear and screaming, call you uh, provocative names and, <laughs> and hurt you. Uh, so Boxing Blaze, make sure you check it out on Facebook. They have a free week coming up uh, next Monday, I believe, or actually Mondays, the 29th. Uh, his eight-week program will begin, but that first week is free, three times a week, 6.30 a.m. or 6.30 p.m., 45 minutes. Uh, he'll whip you right in shape and teach you boxing at the same time. So make sure you check it out. I believe he only has 10 spots per class. So Boxing Blaze on Facebook, private message him and tell him you want to get on that list. We're going to take a quick break. Dante Powell, right after the break. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Ah, still trying to shake off this hangover. Coach Marwin and Boxing Blade is going to kick my butt today. I'm hurting. Uh, but someone else who might be hurting or hurting from laughter, Dante Powell, comedian, joining us here. You uh, celebrate the St. Patty's Day festivities last night? I did not, unless you consider going to bed at a reasonable hour, ah. uh, celebrating. I, I Listen, that holiday isn't really for me to appropriate. You're not Irish? I let yeah, I let them have them. You're not Dante O'Powell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you uh, go. Look at that. <laughs> when, when I first moved to Iowa, I like went out with some friends and did it. And I like at about noon, I was like, "Oh, you guys are about to do this all day." Yeah. No, thank you. You can't, you can't <laughs> drink in the morning if you don't start, or can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Yeah, that's I, what I learned. <laughs> I haven't really been drunk in about three months. I think since my Austin trip, and uh, you know. Got the vaccine in me, had a little extra pep in my step, was at work, had a full bar, was like, ah, oh, let me crack one. And the next thing I know, yeah. you know, room full of girls. 
Uh, but uh, let's jump into this, man. We'll get to the big O here in a little bit, but I want to talk bracket. We got my uh, my Drake Bulldogs playing tonight at 527 against Wichita State, which I believe is uh, Steve Prohm's new home coming up, uh, which we'll get into as well. Uh, but how you yeah. how you feeling about my Drake Bulldogs, your Drake Bulldogs this year uh, in the tournament? Um, I got them winning and getting in uh, out of the first four, and then I've got them beating. Uh, I believe they play uh, USC. Uh, or, I got them beating USC they, and then losing to Kansas. I believe. Actually, I'm sorry. They, their first game would be Kansas. So yeah, Kansas. Okay. And, okay. Well, yeah, I got them winning that first to to get in, and then okay, and uh, losing to Kansas. I, wait, no, no, no. I just I was pulling up my bracket here. I do. I have them. I have them with the upset over, That's nice. over Kansas. I like that too. Yeah. Kansas is a good defensive team, but they're normally I wins out of out of the gate in the tournament. But this year, I, I don't have faith in Kansas. I'm going to let everyone know I'm a loyal friend to the show because I did Drake. do the ESPN yes, Des Moines bracket. Thank you. So, thank you. Yeah. How easy was like, it to set up? Um, let's do I do you want me to be honest or I, do you want, I want me you to be honest cuz we no, they, we need to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I did it all on my phone, no problem. Oh, awesome. Awesome cuz I want yeah. I want to set mine up tonight. I did register and get my I need to put my bracket in. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> I'm excited. I normally do about four or five brackets, so I'm going to try to keep it to two this year. And not put much money on it, but I'm excited for the betting that's going to go on this weekend. You got Iowa this weekend, uh, Friday games. Iowa beating Grand Canyon, or you, you got them dropping to a 15 seed right off the bat? Yeah, I, I got actually. I'm pretty chalked this year. I got uh, like there aren't very many upsets. Yeah, in my brackets, and like to just be frank with you, like I'm just looking forward to showing up tomorrow at Prairie Meadows and just. Seeing what my life turns into. Yeah, it sounds like a good time, man. You go go to sports book, sports book, and then you go downstairs, gamble a little bit, have some drinks. Now's the time. I mean, especially starting on a Friday. Normally, with, it's like with a, a new stimmy. Yeah, with the stimmy just hitting. That's, <laughs> oh, that's that's the problem. Is that like I'm gonna I'm gonna be in there very stimulated, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm, I'm just like I said I'm I'm gonna show up in the morning, and then I'm just gonna figure out my day as it goes, and I. Normally, I would like hit the roulette table or the blackjack table as well, but you know, Kick back and watch I, let me just let me just say this: if Prairie Meadows actually had like comfortable seating, yeah, I might just move in. You know, unfortunately, seating so that'll never happen. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's enough that I can sit there for like three or four hours, games, lose a bunch of money, and then you know, go on about my day. So yeah, I mean, I love it. This the I mean, there's no better playoff system in the world to me than March Madness. And this usually starts on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah, to be able to have a Friday all day off, we got our first concert over at Horizon. But during the day, I'll be sitting there with the band watching games. Uh, and I'm real excited about it. I'm, I'm ready for, you know, that now that football's over, this is the next big highlight. And I, I bet it's going to be a big betting week for the state of Iowa as well. Um, oh, it has to be. Yeah. If any of the listeners are out at Prairie Meadows and you see me walking uh, feel free to come up and say hi. Yep. But don't don't say much more than that because I might not be able to comprehend. <laughs> no sneezing in your face or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see, uh, no, I'm back. If you see, I, I got my Johnson and Johnson, baby. Same. You can cough, cough directly into my mouth. Actually, that's how you say <laughs> no. hi to me now. Nope. I will not say the same thing. I got mine, but don't don't still wear a mask around me. I'm still nervous. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If you see uh, Dante Powell, how would you describe yourself? Uh, six foot. Uh, you know. 300 pounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm six foot three, like Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, six foot three, 300 pounds. <laughs> Frenchie's like five nine, six foot three. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, uh, we got a promo running that, and I think it's still running this week. 
uh, where it has your voice in it and say, we just got to trust women. We just got to believe them. And that's all. Yes. Uh, we're in a situation now where it looks like Deshaun Watson just had two fouls, uh, two civil suits filed against him. Uh, it's a little odd because the lawyer went on Twitter, Instagram and said that he was filed, he filed the suit before it was even filed, but it was kind of weird for him to go public like that. Uh, and yeah. Deshaun kind of came out, uh, in the last 24 hours and said, Hey, this is completely false. It's a money grab. I know it's a money grab because they offered me a settlement, uh, a while back and I immediately declined it because it's not true. I've never disrespected women. I never planned to, this isn't about money to me. Uh, it's about clearing my name and making sure I this doesn't carry on with my name. We're, uh, you know, it, you hate to pick a side. You hate to assume she's wrong. There's no police reports out there. Where are you standing with this? Um, so you're right. In the promo, I, I say we got to start uh, treating <laughs> women like women that we have to believe. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just going to do context right now. Okay. Context and perspective. So you, I, I think there's a world that exists where we can believe her. We can say, okay, I trust what you're telling me. Yeah. And taking the proper step beyond that isn't to go, okay, that means that Deshaun is guilty. I think that in the process of believing her, we need to say, okay, let me hear your story. Let me hear what you're comfortable sharing. Uh, give me the information that we need to get you justice. And I think in doing so, you, you put her in a place where you allow her to uh, have her story told. You allow her the opportunity to, to prove any point she wants to prove. And then you can say, okay, Deshaun, you're guilty of X, Y, Z. Now, if you're in the situation and you believe her and it turns out that she's wrong, uh, then you can deal with that however it may be. Because I, you know, I, I also understand as a black man that, like, you know, there are situations where uh, we, we kind of lose out on that because of, uh, you know, historical racism, things like that. And, yep. You know, start at Emmett Till and work your way forward. Yep. Plenty instances. Yeah, especially in a situation where Deshaun is doing something out of character, asking to be traded. The lawyer who is bringing the case against them just happens to be his team owner's uh, neighbor and good friend. Like, there is some, like, there's some reason to feel like, okay, this could be a money grab and Deshaun may be right. However, we need to start at, okay, I'm going to listen to her and believe her and provide her ample opportunity to show us that what she is saying is not only true, but that it needs to be uh, addressed in some form of uh, action that's going to bring her some semblance of justice. Yeah, man. It, it's tough because now that trade value is starting to, I, I think you're either going to see something happen now this in the next week or not until after the draft, if it happens at all, because you know, they could have got three, four first round picks for him. Now and they're saying, eh, we'll give you two first round picks, but we don't know what's going to happen with this case. He could be, but, you know, if there, anything happens, he could be forced to sit out for the year. I know, but, but, but I mean, if you think about it, that makes it look all the more worse for the ownership group. Yeah. Yep. Because now that, now you say, oh, wait, <laughs> are you trying to kill his draft stock? So you say, oh, we couldn't trade you. So, or his trade value. Trade value yeah. Uh, because now, okay, look, we can't get rid of you. Now you're, we can't trade you anywhere. Uh, like, that's, that stuff exists. But, again, I, I'll go into it from the perspective that she's telling the truth. She's not making this up. And that 
she'll have the opportunity to show that Deshaun did or didn't do whatever. And then if it comes out that he didn't, then I like I'm not going to hold it against him if it if it comes out that it, it wasn't true. Uh, but uh, you know, but it's, it's going to stick with him. You Google Deshaun Watson, it's going to pop up some eventually. You know, throughout his life now. It will, but you know that that's one of those things that uh, that that I think we're getting better about uh, after the Me Too movement and after this summer of Black Lives Matter and you know a lot of people hashing out oppression in general. I think we're getting better about recognizing that, like, hey, sometimes in these situations where someone's falsely accused, we need to do better about recognizing that there may be some other things attached to it. So, yeah. Two sides to every story, but interested to see how it plays out here. Uh, Yeah, nothing wrong with waiting. Nothing wrong waiting and seeing what what happens and getting as much information as we can. Exactly, before we kind of jump to conclusions and either, you know, degrade him or degrade her. Because, again, you want to believe her and you want to believe him, so you wait for the evidence to come out. Uh, But it it seems a little sketchy with the lawyer and no police reports and everything else. Uh, But um, in other news, man, your boy, Yankees fan, LeBron, is a Red Sox owner. Uh, you, yeah, I never thought I'd picture LeBron wearing a Red Sox hat, but that would now happen. Uh, what is, what is, your boy LeBron is making moves. Where do you rank him as far as not just athlete, entertainer, uh, but just icon? Is he in your top Ooh. three of you know icons ever? Top five? Man, that's a that's a good question. Um, I bet if I sat down and thought about it, LeBron would be a top five icon for me. Um. Because he's just, it's unreal how, uh, like, he's been black excellence for most of my life. Yes. I remember, like, I remember the SI cover. Like, I got That's it. Cool. Like, I, I remember getting it in the mail and reading that article about him as the chosen one. And since then, all he's done, like, the one mistake people claim that he made in the decision, I still look at that as, like, no, that, that was a great He raised that was money. A great show. I was like, upset I, with it too, but he raised a ton of money, and uh, you know I had I lost some respect for him, but he gained it right back. So I and I I shouldn't have been upset with him, but that was just me as a sports fan saying, "Why are you dragging this out?" But he it, raised money. But, uh, but I but I mean that's the that's the way we do everything now. Is yeah. we we sit you down, we give you about ten minutes of filler, thirty minutes of filler. We got to tell you. Yeah. But that said, like yeah, the guy the guy is an absolute icon, and I would I'd rank he has to be like top five because the way he maneuvers and again we don't have any concerns about him off the court there is no what was his scandal like if it was just a decision you're doing pretty good man yeah <laughs> man and you got soccer players across the pond talking trash to him but i don't even think lebron had to respond on that you know he he is like right like i said icon you know that that soccer player i had to look up and see exactly who he was actually i, I knew who he was but he's no lebron he's no <laughs> yeah LeBron. i know it's a lot of time but yeah he's no lebron yeah <laughs> exactly uh, let's get into your big old man. You ready for it? <laughs> let's do it. All right, hit it, Frenchie. Oh, oh, oh. The Big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Offensive player or oddball of the week? Who you got this week, Dante? Uh, our oddball of the week. I'm trying to do eyeballs more now since we have, like, lesser action. Uh, and it's kind of just NBA regular season and yeah, baseball yeah. and stuff. Thank you. Tournaments so. coming now, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. kind of a lot. Um, we're gonna do an eyeball again. Eyeball doesn't necessarily mean bad, but I want to take a second 
And I heard you mention it earlier, but I want to give some props right now to our oddball of the week, Mr. Sean Bradley, oh, who yeah. was paralyzed in a in a biking accident. Man, the this guy, like, he is unreal. Like, if you look at how he, because I, I believe he was Mormon, but he's yep. seven foot six, and in the NBA in the early '90s when he came along, there wasn't really a lane for like kind of the silly, goofy white guy. And he came in and he did something amazing. He just, all he did was he just decided to be himself. And in doing that, he became one of the most beloved players. Like I remember how excited I would get when I'd open like a pack of trading cards and there'd be the Sean Bradley. And I'm like, oh, this dude's seven six. Like he was always fun to watch. He, you know, he was a decent player. Uh, and to, to hear that he had been injured was uh, kind of heartbreaking, but I wanted to at least send some love out to him from afar because I, I just, he was always an exceptional part of my life that every time I saw him, even in some things like that, it was always a, a happy time for me. It was always something good to see. So uh, this is unfortunate, but I know he's a fighter and he'll rehab and, and you know live the best life he can with the situation he's in now. Man, how do you hit a 7'6 guy on a bike with speed? I mean, you have to see that see that coming. It's hard to see it sometimes, to. but man, they just target it, it seems like. But <laughs> let me stop starting rumors. But man, 7'6 on a bike puts him yeah. at least about 8 feet, 9 feet in the air. You know? <laughs> it's, it's tough, man. But again, he, like, the goofy white dude that just hangs out with the cool black guys, Sean Bradley was that before like any of these new guys were able to to do that oh yeah i mean he definitely got clout for being in space jam when he when i first saw him in there i was like oh my god it's sean bradley (laughs) i didn't think anyone else knew who he was besides myself you know as a Sixers fan i think he was a cavalier as well uh but man scary uh big old dante powell we appreciate you man uh actually we're gonna stick with you here for a little bit longer we uh uh our friend of the show sam summers just announced the hinterland lineup are you you a festival guy you you do the hinterland type of festivals oh I haven't been to Hinterland yet, but I go to festivals. I get to perform. A lot of them have comedy, and I get to perform. And, and yeah, it's it's a thing. I, I wouldn't mind seeing comedy at a festival. I don't think I... Maybe Coachella, they might have had a comedian on stage, but I don't even think he was doing comedy. I think he was just up there for a couple minutes. Uh, you got any shows coming up soon, man, that we can talk about? Yeah, man. Saturday at uh, Teehee's Comedy Club, 8 p.m., the Comedy Kickback. Nice. Please come see me. I've also got a show uh, April 1st. At a brand new venue in Ames called uh, Noir. Noir. Yeah. Uh, joint. So if you are interested, come out to that as well. Look them up. Come out and hang out. It's going to be their grand opening. And uh, yeah, man, definitely go buy those tickets to the show. Uh, not tomorrow. Saturday. Saturday. I, I messed that up. Teehees. What's dot com. Sid always doing a great job over there, keeping it clean and social distancing. Uh, Dante Powell, we appreciate you, man. The big O. Look forward to talking next week after this first round of games. Take who, care, man. Who you got winning the tournament, man? Let's put it out there before. Oh, the- uh, Gonzaga. Um, took the easy way out. Okay. I did. I did. <laughs> yep. And I'm, I'm still about Gonzaga. Every time that they're expected to go super far, they come up short. And every time you discount them, they will make it like the final four of the national championship. They look like the Alabama of basketball right now. But again, I don't know. Alabama might be the Alabama of basketball right now. Alabama yeah, looks that, like a great sleeper. I, that's who I want in my final four, but I haven't figured it out yet. But 
you know, I I feel like they're going to make that run, Alabama. And even Iona, I think, uh, you know, they got Petrino as their coach. I think they're going to win a couple games, you know, a sleeper. Uh, but, yeah, Gonzaga, I, they need to join the Pac-12. They need to join a, a bigger conference so we can see them play a little bit better teams. Not saying that Pac-12 is stacked, but uh, it's better than St. Mary's three times a year, uh, you know, for us to really <laughs> take them seriously because I, I think they're legit. Legit, it's just hard to take them seriously, beating teams by 50 points that are I mean, small if there's teams. any team of any of the number one seeds, I think Gonzaga might have the easiest run because we know Iowa comes up short in the tournament a lot. Kansas doesn't look like their normal selves, and that's your two and three seed in that uh, region. Yep, and I, I Michigan is uh, one seed in the East, and I don't trust them either. You know, I, they're the one one seed where I can see them getting upset. Uh, I think it'll all depend if Isaiah, if, yeah, if he's yep. able to come back, it'll definitely help out. I'm positive he's first play. Uh, but Iona's playing Alabama that first game, so that, that's the 15 seed I'm nervous about. And then, of course, Iowa, Hawkeyes, you never know. Uh, but all right, man, we'll, uh, we'll, check, <laughs> we'll check in on the, the tournament next week, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Take care. Is the comedian Dante Powell. Look for him at the uh, Prairie Meadows. Not doing comedy tomorrow night, but uh, just relaxing up in the sports book, watching some uh, watching some TV. You haven't met Dante in person, have you, Frenchie? I have not yet. I, I don't know how here soon. Uh, he says six three. I think yeah, probably about six foot to six three, maybe three hundred pounds. I hate to just guess someone's weight, but uh, we should do a segment guess Frenchie's weight one day. Uh, but or mine as I go down. I look forward to hitting that man. You got to you got to check out Boxing Blaze. Get on Facebook. I'm telling you, in on the 29th of this month, their eight week program starts again, and they are, um, they're they're going to give away that first week, and so you can sign up now. They're only taking ten people per class. The 29th that week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can either sign up for 6:30 a.m. or 6:30 p.m. It's a 45 minute class right there on Merle Hay uh, by CrossFit Merle Hay. It's actually in the same building as CrossFit Merle Hay or Merle Hay CrossFit. Uh, and and watch the weight shed and just pick up some talents, man. Like I said, the one thing I've learned from this is my jab is trash. I thought I had such a great jab, and it's so out of form, uh, but it's getting better. And in, in the process, I'm losing weight. So uh, we'll have Coach Marwin check in with us here in about two weeks to tell him how bad I'm doing uh, and follow out this process. But Boxing Blaze on Facebook, check it out. Frenchie, you ready to try yet, or are you... Uh... Man, once I get past the wedding, we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you packed on some pounds since getting engaged? Stress you out a little bit? I mean, in the last year with COVID, yes. Yeah, COVID weight or wedding weight? In general, yes. Yeah. Um, wedding going down uh, the the third, actually, because I'll be in Ames. Dante was talking about, so I'm pretty excited about that. Saturday, some free food. We're going barbecue, right? Yep. Nice. Got some pulled pork. Uh, I can't remember what exactly who sides we got, but it's a big smoking dogs barbecue. Smoking big dogs barbecue. Smoking big dogs barbecue in a bar, right? Uh, we'll have, we're not going to do like a full bar, but we will have, um, some beer and wine. So like that, I'm not trying to, you know, get me to blackout. Well, most they, of our people <laughs> are driving an hour yeah. plus, so I'll we are going to, plus, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to recover a little bit money wise from everything. Yeah, we're paying yeah, for, so weddings are expensive. But trying to avoid some of the hard alcohol. I'm freshly off the wagon. So I got that little taste of alcohol yesterday and now I'm like, Hey, we drink. So three weeks, your wedding, two weeks, not even two and a half. Oh, it's so nerve wracking. Um, what if she says no? Days, Sixteen days. What if she gets up there and says, "You know what? I don't think I can do this." Then I'm going to be drinking a lot of that beer and wine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. But uh, yes, yeah, so you always got to have a plan B just in case. Uh, you're trying here. Go deep. 
1350 ESPN. We're going to open up those phone lines here in about uh, 10 minutes. 515-244-1350, 244-1350, around 1045. We'll open up those phone lines. So while we've been talking NCAA tournament, I've kind of been looking ahead. I haven't filled up yet, but I've start, start, I've looked through it a little bit, started getting some ideas. I think what end up could being the sleeper for potentially game of the tournament could actually be in the Sweet 16. I've got Illinois against Oklahoma State. So you've got the mass man from Illinois who... The USA Today picked him over Luca Garza for Player of the Year. He's a beast. And you've also got Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State, the favorite for the number one overall pick, who you won't talk about a beast. That guy as a freshman this year has been all over the place and has done some amazing things from the Cowboys. I, I want to see Illinois do it. I just don't know if I have faith in Illinois. They they shot from like a, a two or three seed to a one seed just off the Big Ten tournament, and I don't know if they should have been a one seed. So good for them. You know, a little easier road. Uh, but that that Midwest bracket is, I think there's going to be some tough games in there. West Virginia is going to be a tough beat. Yeah. Uh, Clint, Clemson, Houston, don't sleep on Houston. They're two seed for a reason. Twenty four and three. You you think because they don't play many people, Houston's a good team. Uh, so I I think that's going to be our most intriguing. I, I wouldn't say they don't play people either. They're in the ACC. That yeah. But the ACC wasn't the ACC this year. I know, but you still had to go through yes. teams, the Blue Bloods, North Carolina, yep. Duke. Yep. Which I you know. I don't know what happened to Duke this year, even North Carolina, Michigan State. Some of those coaches, they're, they're either going to have a bounce back year. I don't, I don't know if COVID just threw them off track. It was just a, a weird year for the Blue Bloods. And COVID keeping them out of the tournament to you know further make sure they weren't going to be in this tournament. I'm excited next year for North Carolina. Uh, might still draft their point guard, but if he stays, he'll be back with another year of Armando Baycott, who I think will be back as a junior next year. Another year of Walker Kessler, who's shown a lot of flashes if Dayron Sharp comes back, they've got some other uh, big pieces like Kerwin Walton, and they've got a good recruiting class coming in. North Carolina could be really fun to watch next season. North Carolina and North Carolina, I mean, they're playing Wisconsin. That's an 8-9 game. Uh, and then the winner of that plays the winner of Baylor-Hartford, which we assume is Baylor. Uh, that could be a tough stop for Baylor. And if not, Villanova. I, you know, I got Villanova going all the way to the Elite Eight. So I don't, I don't have Baylor as strong as I think the rest of the country thinks Baylor is. Uh, they didn't impress me in the the final stretch of the season or the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, it looks like so, they kind of ran out of gas a little bit near the yeah, end. They, they got cocky. They thought they can just walk in and win games like it's doing. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. You know, we probably say this every year, but it's going to be an interesting tournament. It's always know? an interesting tournament. Yeah. I'm just happy we're having a tournament. Yes, and the, like I said to Dante, the best playoff system in the world is this tournament right here. I wish, you know, I know we can't do this with football because you can't play that many games uh, in a brutal sport like football, a violent sport like football. But some of these other sports can get to this bracket. I know tennis does it. This this is the way to go, I think, as far as playoffs. If there's, you know, I would love if we did like a Sweet Sixteen for football. Yeah, yeah, that, that wouldn't be bad. Even uh, baseball, you know, baseball could. You know, well, baseball use does the, some really good stuff with the College World Series and everything like that. Yeah, the call, that's the problem is no one watches college baseball. Well, College World Series is intriguing, and yeah. and and Little League World Series is intriguing. But before the rest of the season, you're not catching me watching college baseball no, unless, I'm, unless I'm going to a game or unless I'm in a city where they're, yeah. they're the team. I might know if I know someone who's on the team or it's, a, you know, someone I know's relatives like that. Like I used to watch Iowa baseball when like a Norwalk hometown hero was playing for the Hawkeyes back in the early 2010s. I watched them all the time, but that's about it. Yeah, man, it's. It's gonna be fun. So, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot of people, um, you know, Dante, Tavian, everyone's got gotten down it. I, I'll have to let you know next week. I'm gonna fill out my bracket tonight. I'm looking at it right now, and, and by the end of the show, I'll let you know who I'm gonna pick to, uh, to win today. Uh, but it's, 
it's gonna be tough i don't know if i i am and i'm always the upset special guy i don't see a lot of upsets in here but i also can see someone besides the one seat winning it I, I really think that uh, Virginia has or uh, Virginia has a good shot to take out Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Virginia's defense is beast, and West Virginia, man, I when they're on with that defense, they're holding teams under like 60 points. It's it's a tough, you know. It's same with Michigan. When they're on, their defense is aggressive, is awesome. Uh, Kansas, their defense is awesome. I'm a, I'm a big fan of defense wins games. That's how I, you know, I selected the Buccaneers a month and a half before it happened because of that defense. Tom Brady, yes, uh, but that defense was going to win that championship. Uh, and and Kansas has that defense. They're too inconsistent. Tennessee has that defense. They're too inconsistent. West Virginia has been fairly consistent in a tough Big 12. Big 12 was just knocking each other out left and right this season. That's what they do every year. Every though. year. But man, I, and you love to see the Big 12 and Big 10 be so strong this year, especially with the Blue Buzz being down. You would love to see Michigan State in there. But to, to see a Illinois, a Iowa at the top of the Big 10, it feels like the old days. Yeah. And, and so. even Ohio State having a pretty solid year this year as well. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Open up these phone lines, 515-244-1350, or 244-1350, Go deep, ESPN 1350. I'm Quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Go Deep. I'm your host, Tariq, 1350 ESPN. As I mentioned, hop on ESPNDesMoines.com, fill out your bracket, uh, compete with us. Dante Powell say he's on there. Uh, we got Mike Wicket from Wicket World for ESPN. We got some laser guys on there. Andy Hall, I believe. Uh, and me and Frenchie will be on there as well. So uh, jump on DeMoyne.com. The Bracket Madness. We're going to have some fun with it. I hope we can trash talk on there. I need to. I got on there and registered, and I need to fill out my bracket. I was waiting for these playing games. But I do think I'm going to call my upset pick right now, and I'm picking West Virginia to win this tournament. I don't know if I'll put money on that, but that's what I'm going to put in my bracket. I don't have faith in these one seeds. I don't trust these two seeds. I'm usually an upset, upset special, but I don't see a lot of upsets in here. I do see Villanova possibly taking out Baylor. Uh, Gonzaga, I think they're at least going to make it to the Final Four unless Kansas goes on some type of run or Iowa. Uh, and Iowa, I think, matches up well with Gonzaga if they make it to that point. Well, uh, Gonzaga and Iowa did play earlier this year, yes. and it was a good Gonzaga game. pretty handled them, though. Yeah, yeah, in the second half. Uh, but, you know, those are the games where you can kind of coach your way up and get back in it. Uh, but I, I got West Virginia. That's my bracket. Uh, putting it out there for you. So you can go on ESPNDesMoines.com and not pick them. So you can do better than me. Uh, but make sure you check it out. The uh, Bracket Madness. Again, this is Go Deep. Welcome back. We're going to open up these phone lines. 515-244-1350. 244-1350. And talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can open up the phone lines and... Uh, let me know your topic, and we'll get into it. We got about 15 minutes that we'll mess around with. 515-244-1350. We got to talk Andy Dalton to the Bears. Andy Dalton went to the Bears? Yes, 10 million contract. Yeah, crazy. Going from crazy. trading, trying to trade so much for Russell Wilson to settling on Andy freaking Dalton crazy. is one of the biggest downgrades ever. I, you got to think that they're going to draft a quarterback and hopefully move up to draft a quarterback and let Andy Dalton be their backup. Uh, but, man... And I said this two or three months ago, the Bears gave up on next year when they kept their GM and they kept their coach. Coach still has two years left on his contract. GM has one more year. They didn't want to start that process now. So it's almost impossible to bring in a Russell Wilson because the next GM is going to be like, you did what with our money? And, you know, the coach, I don't think Nagy, Nagy can turn it around. I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he should have kept his job after this year. And, and that that's the GM's fault, too. I mean, he he didn't give them the right players on offense. When you got Nick Foles and Trubisky fighting for your starting spot, and then you go to Dalton for $10 million, 
This is why you should have lost your job. So Bears fans, I apologize. And you can call us 515-244-1350, but your 2021-2022 season is over right now. Right now. I'm just looking at you're Allen Robinson. You were a top 10 receiver in the NFL last year. And arguably Mad. just overall, you wanted a $20 million a year contract, which more than likely you deserve. Definitely deserve. He's a beast. In comparison to other top receivers, that's pretty fair pay. And they freed up like $30 million. Hey, they're going to give me a big contract where I'm going to be here for the rest of my career. And then they give $10 million to Andy Dalton. And even if they still had room to give him his contract, I wouldn't want it. I, I'd look at them and say, are you kidding me? You you know, I was already saying bringing us more weapons so I can continue to succeed with this team. But you just brought us Andy Dalton for $10 million. It's like, why I, not just sign, re-sign Trubisky for re-sign Allen Robinson and then go after someone maybe like Juju Smith-Schuster or someone. As I figured, that was the plan. It was either try to get a big trade or stick with what you got until your GM is gone. But to let your GM come in, I don't know, you know, I don't know. The president needs to slap that guy and say, hey, wake up. Chicago is supposed to be a football city. You know, don't let the bear, the Bulls be better than the Bears in the next two years. And that's really sad because the Bulls are not that good. <laughs> it's supposed to be a rebuilding season, and the Bulls might be the top, the hot, hot team in Chicago. Blackhawks, mind you, but... Oh, the White Sox. Uh, oh, oh, White Sox, White yeah. Sox are going to be could, something to deal with this year. And I don't think we can just rule out the Cubs just because they pretty much ruled out their season <laughs> and got rid of everyone and Epstein left. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the Cubs, and this is the home of the Cubs, 1350 ESPN, uh, but... This is supposed to be a Bears town when it comes to Chicago and Iowa. You know, you, they let Chiefs take over this town and the state when it was a Chicago state. You know, Iowa was a Bears state. Now you got Packers and Chiefs fans everywhere. You barely see those old blue ugly jackets from the Bears. You might even see more Vikings anymore. Yeah, that, then that's scary. You know, people were willing to wear purple instead of the the the, the, the Bears blue. Uh, so I, I feel bad for Bears fans, 515-244-1350. Feel free to hop in and uh, tell tell me I shouldn't. Tell me you're off to a good start with Andy Dalton. But I just feel like you further convinced me of what I said two months ago, that you were giving up on next season. And I and there's no way to fix it until you fire your GM. And I don't even care if you move down and draft and go get a Fields, go get a, a Lance, uh, go get a quarterback because we're in this draft. So I get it. You're, you're signing a backup quarterback possibly to teach your but young $10 million. That's a lot of money. So you're paying him and we paid Nick Foles that kind of money, but it paid off, you know? <laughs> and then the next year we paid him because it was worth it. And we had to at least give him that. Uh, but Andy Dalton didn't prove Jack in Dallas. He didn't prove a thing. He proved he should have left Bengals and that it was all because of the coaching that they had the success they had, uh, which, you know, Andy Dalton always did fair. He never had really a bad season. With the Bengals, he was he was a good starter. He was a good starter, but he was never the one that you say, "Ooh, I want that guy for my team." Never ever in my life did I look at it as an Eagles fan or any other liking any other team saying Andy Dalton is who we need. And that was back in his prime. I never said that. So, as a Bears fan, I got to be hurt right now. Five one five two four four thirteen fifty. You got to be hurting. Uh, so let me know because ten million dollars. This and Vikings. Now's your chance. Packers are already packing it on. Who knows what the Lions are going to do. Uh, you know, it it seems like the Lions might do something, but it also seems like the Lions are going the wrong way. It could be hot or cold either way with Jared Goff now at QB for the Lions. The Vikings have made a couple good pickups. Dalvin or uh, Dalvin Tomlinson on the defensive line. They also gave up for two weeks. Happened. Uh, can't remember what we talked about last week, but uh, they they're making moves. But again, I don't trust Cousins, and Cousins is another one of those players who's had a good career and a couple decent seasons. Uh, to, to supplement that career, but he's never been a quarterback where I said, I want that guy for my team. And when that happened for the Vikings and they overpaid him, I was like, wow, I would have kept Keenum. 
I would have kept Keenum. You know, you would have had to pay Keenum, but not not Cousins' money and not the commitment that you made to Cousins because now you're still kind of stuck. Well, yeah, they gave him an extension because that was the only way to <laughs> save money last offseason. Yep. You keep extending him and moving that cap back. And, you know, good for him. You know, he was in Washington driving a minivan, and I don't think he's doing that anymore. So <laughs> uh, good for him, but it, it puts your team in a situation. And, and you can, only ones you can blame is the GM. You know, whoever's in charge of player operations, player personnel, uh, you know, and with the Bears, he, he's got to go. I If I was a Bears fan, when this happened, and the same as the Eagles fan, I, I've been saying how he's got to go for a year and a half now, and that was a half year after we won the Super Bowl. Uh, but as a Bears fan, I am I would be pissed off. I, I don't know any other way to put it. I would be fairly upset if I'm watching this happen to my team. Andy Dalton, my coach is staying. Again, the coach may not be the problem. The GM is definitely the problem, but together they're a package, and they both got to go. Because I guarantee next year when a new GM comes in, he might look at Nagy, but he's already flirting with other people, you know. So the funny thing to me of just looking at the NFC North is that three teams have made a lot, like a lot of super questionable decisions, like not ta- the Lions not tagging Kenny Galladay, yeah. can- keeping Jared Goff, uh, losing some of the people they did last offseason, the Packers last year in the draft taking Jordan Love and AJ Dillon, and then giving Aaron Jones a big contract. If why did they draft Dillon then? Um, then the Bears, you know, they're a dumpster fire right now. The Vikings, they got rid of all of their high-priced veterans last offseason, got younger, and then this they drafted Justin Jefferson, who arguably the best player in last year's draft. Yep, it, either him or Herbert right now. Herbert, but, I mean, you got to give Jimmy Burrow credit. Uh, yeah, but he got injured. But yes, uh, Jefferson had a great season, and that was with the Vikings having a down year. Yeah, uh, so. Yeah. If they and they gave the new contract Dalvin Cook, he had a monster season last year as well. Not quite a you know Derrick Henry type year, but had a good season. And now they're starting to get healthy and younger defensively. And I still think that they're the third or second to third best team in that division. They're making all the right moves. They got Patrick Peterson yesterday, yeah. which I think is a stupid move for him. Uh, yeah, he's not. He needs to go somewhere where he's definitely winning a, or at least competing for a Super Bowl. And I don't know if he's he's also not a number one corner anymore. No, he's not. And, and he and he he would be a great safety. Honestly, he would he would jump there. Uh, I I just don't know if that's you know the same with JJ Watt going to Arizona. I just don't know if that's you know. Car- I, Cardinals are going to be. They signed AJ Green. Got they're going to be good, but I. Uh, I I don't have the I love Kyler Murray love watching Car- Kyler Murray I don't have faith in the coach Oh no I do he, not have any faith in Cliff Kingsbury and and he's gonna get Kyler killed out there You know he he doesn't change up his plays The defense knows exactly what he's doing So for JJ Watt to go there as if and I get it it's Arizona I'd go to Phoenix too But if I'm trying to win a Super Bowl right now I'm willing to freeze for another year in Lambeau or wherever to win You know to make it to the Super Bowl uh, So yeah Patrick Peterson questionable call but. That division, Vikings, Lions, and I feel bad for, and I haven't asked Danger recently. My buddy Danger works over at the Ops on the morning show. Uh, he's a big Lions fan, and I don't know how he felt about the Dan Campbell hire. I know how he felt after the uh, the press conference, like the rest of it felt, shocked. Uh, I think we're watching WWE, but I don't know. I can't decide yet if the Lions are going in the right direction or wrong direction. You got rid of Stafford. Okay. Uh, and you got you got some some pieces and draft picks out of it, um, but you also took on another contract. And and golf might be your quarterback, might be that guy. It's hard to tell because he was just so disrespected in L.A. They just made it seem like he wasn't a part of that at all. That run they made with the Rams, it was all the coaching and the running scheme. Uh, but 
I, I can't tell which direction these Lions are headed. So it'll be interesting to see how that division shakes out. I can tell you one thing, though. The Bears will not win that division. I, and and I might be able to say this again this time next year because you you got to get rid of the GM. You got to make a move. When, when things are getting that bad, especially when you have an opportunity to win, the Bears made the playoffs. They shouldn't have. It hurt them. Uh, but they made the playoffs. They got a defense that's ready to win a Super Bowl that's getting older. Khalil Mack is getting older. Uh, but I I just don't understand what's going on there. Dalton, $10 million. So Bears fans, uh, sit back, relax, maybe check out the Bulls, <laughs> see if they can make a playoff run for you. But go ahead and take this season off because the rest of your team did, uh, or at least your front office. So I, I feel bad for Robinson as well. I hope he gets out of there because he, he's a great talent, and we would love to see him in Philadelphia, honestly. But 515-244-1350, we got about three minutes. Are we missing anything else today? Uh, Frenchie, we didn't spend much time on the prom firing uh, just because I feel like it's been a dead horse that's been beat quite a while ago. And we basically talked about this for the last three months anyway. So I'll, t- I'll ask you one thing. If they won even two games in the Big 12, do you think he keeps his job? It's I, Let's say one of those was an upset. I, You know, if he beat a Baylor, I, I still, and I asked that question last week, I think to Dante or to uh, um, Bain, Matthew Bain. Uh, I He thought so. I didn't think so because I look at it as Hilton's going to open up next season and you're going to allow all your fans in there. You got some great recruits coming who, you know, we're going to lose some of these recruits losing prom. Some of these guards are not going to come to us now, depending on who our coach is, but TJ's a great recruiter. So if he's our, if he's our coach, then we'll be okay. But I think prom could have beat Baylor in, in the tournament, unless he won the tournament, the big 12 tournament. I don't think he was keeping his job. And I think Paolo Ray has mine made up. I know I have my mind made up as a fan that I wanted him gone no matter what happened, unless he won the tournament and made, uh, but we, he showed early in the season that that was not going to happen. So, uh, you know, I I think it's for the best. Love Prome. Think he's a great coach. Think he'd be great at Wichita State. We will definitely see him coaching somewhere soon. Uh, Dante thought, or uh, he'd probably sit out a year. I think you sit out a year if you're trying to get a top-notch job, but you can go mid-major and hop right back on. And, I mean, you've seen a lot of guys that are successful at those mid-majors, but can't bigger you know, Shaka Smart has had decent success at Texas after leaving uh, VCU. But, you know, you look at guys like Keno Davis, Steve Prome, and a lot of them either came from or had to deal deal with an Iowa school. And I remember when Prome got great stuff at Murray State. Yep. And I think wherever he goes, if he goes back to a we will uh, see him have success again. One quick thing we got to touch on, speaking of mid-majors, our friend Darren DeVries, eight-year contract extension with the Drake Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. They're going to keep extending. Same way we do with Campbell in football. We're going to keep extending that guy and upping the buyout. But DeVries has a choice of anywhere he wants to go. So I think he'll stick around maybe one more year with, uh, you know, his son's coming. Uh, so that's the tough part because I don't I, think he'll leave in that four years while his no, son's I think, there. No, I think he'll be there for at least the next four seasons. Yeah, you, you think that or you, you think like Alfred, his son transfers with him or whatnot. But... Uh, DeVries has his choice, and I would love to see DeVries. And I told him I would love to see him in a Cyclone shirt, uh, you know, playing and make my dream. It's uh, it's going to be tough for Iowa State. And I think TJ can come in with some recruits right away. He might even be able to save some of our cr- recruits. But we got to announce him as a as the coach by next week and get moving on it. Uh, but Big Twi- or the NCAA tournament coming up this weekend. Hop on ESPNDeMoines.com for the March Madness bracket. Fill it out. Have some fun with us. Uh, Wicket, uh, Mike Wicket from Wicket Worlds will be on there. We got some laser, um, Andy Hall and a few laser hosts on there. Uh, along with myself, Frenchie, Dante Powell, we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, this is Go Deep next Thursday, 9 a.m., every Thursday, 9 a.m., or podcasting where, Frenchie? 
Spotify, and Podbean. And otherwise, we'll see you next week. Go deep. I'm your host, Tyreek.